the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you. And welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. I am your host. My name is Marcus Burgos. And I wanted to tell you something today. There is, there is something about prayer uh, that is so important. It is what gives us access to God. Uh, we can now boldly come and speak to God. We don't need an intim- We don't need someone to stand in the gap for us in that way. We can talk to God. We can cry out to God. But there's something that we have to add to that prayer. The Bible tells us in, in the book of James that the prayer of faith is the faith-filled prayer that that can move, that can heal the sick, that can do something, whatever that is that you're that you're doing. And I would even venture to say the fact that you pray. Is, is an exercise in faith, because if you did not believe God would, could hear you, you would not even talk. You would not even look up. You would not even say a prayer. You would not say that jailhouse prayer like we, all, like we sometimes say, Lord, if you get me out of this one. Uh, but I want to encourage you today. Don't just pray. Pray in faith. So don't just pray that God would get you out of this one. Pray that God would restore your life, that God would restore your marriage, that God would heal your body. Pray with faith because God is a great God. I think God is looking for people that would pray great prayers and not just little things. Pray that God would help you to establish your business and that it would be a growing business and that you would be a great entrepreneur. Pray great things, and God, which is a great God, will answer in great ways. Amen. I just wanted to share that with you today as we are here once again at the Church of the Week right here on AM 630 The Word. And today, like every week, I have uh, the privilege, the honor of sharing the studio with uh, one of our great churches, one of the uh, the great men that minister in San Antonio. And today I'm here with Pastor John. He is the senior pastor at the First Chinese Baptist Church. Now you may be you may be asking yourself, "What? What Marcus? What? What? I don't speak Chinese." Well, that's okay. I don't speak Chinese either. But Pastor John, not only not only can he speak Chinese, but he speaks to us in English. He speaks to us in what we know, and he can do much more. So Pastor John, welcome to uh, Church of the Week program. How are you today? Very good. Thank you very much for having me on the program. And so if, if I close my eyes and if I'm driving down and I don't hear and I don't see, I, I just hear uh, English. I just hear someone that, that speaks. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get here? Where were you born? What's, what's this about? I'm actually a, a native of San Antonio. So I, I, I was born and raised here um, un, until the Lord uh, took me out of the town. I, I actually was more of a homeboy. 
really. So you were you were here in San Antonio, uh, Texan. So you're 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 a Texan. I would imagine you're a Spurs fan then, or Spurs fans from the beginning since 1973. Great, great. <laughs> that that that's awesome. Uh, so so give me tell me a little bit about yourself. So you're a San Antonian, and uh, uh, what what part of town? Where 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 in San Antonio you're from? Uh, I, uh, my parents uh, had a, a small grocery store business on the east side of town, and and so uh, we, we grew up there. And, and I went to eventually high school at uh, Sam Houston High School. Yeah. And after graduating from there, I. I uh, Went to Trinity University. You may have heard of that mm-hmm. school, and uh, majored in biology. And at that time, I was trying to fulfill the hopes and dreams of my parents and go into medicine. Um, didn't get in the first time around, but uh, God had some other plans for me. I worked at the Health Science Center here for a few years, and at that time, while I had the opportunity to uh, think more about getting into med school, uh, God was changing the direction in my life. Uh, unbeknownst at that time, a, a couple of brothers that I met uh, from our, our church uh, discipled me, and I got to experience what the grace of God was all about, and uh, I started to sense uh, med school wasn't mm-hmm. on my career track. God sometimes steps into plans, and he changes ideas. He changes uh, the plans that we have. And so that's that, that's what happened with you. You had a plan for your life. You wanted to be was it was it a doctor? Was that where you wanted to go? Yes, yes, I wanted to go to medicine, and uh, I worked in the health science center. Actually, uh, found out that uh, my boss was one of the members of the admission committee, and he had asked that if I was still interested in getting into med school, I had a pretty good shot getting in there. But at that time, I told him uh, my heart was, was being. Just, Moved into a different direction. How was that experience then? Because uh, that is that is a big risk. Uh, you you had an opportunity. Your your uh, how do I say? Your odds were better than most because you had somebody that was that was willing to speak on your behalf to follow what your heart wanted to do. But now your heart is shifting. God is calling you. How was that? How was that for you? How did you handle that experience? Uh, that was a really big struggle because uh, I'm, I'm usually not a risk taker, mm. and uh, I was sensing uh, God calling me to step out on a big uh, limb of faith. Yeah, but at that time, I didn't even have the support of my parents. And in fact, uh, to keep a long story short. Um, I basically said, uh, was told that uh, if you believe your God is calling you into ministry, then let your God take care of you financially and every step of the way because it, it, you're not getting that help from home. Wow. So that sounds like your, your parents were not believers. Um, my mom was at that time. My dad was not. And, and, and so uh, that's an entirely different story. Yeah. Uh, but my, my uh, mom was the one whose heart was changed by the Lord. And it's something that me and uh, my friends had been praying about because I wouldn't take that step of action until at least one parent uh, approved and supported the idea of me going into preparation for full-time ministry. And so I thought that was a safe prayer because I didn't think God would change either one of my parents' hearts. (laughs) But uh, a year and a half later, through a series of trials, physical trials by mom, uh, she noticed uh, that her friends in her social groups um, did not care as much as the friends 
that came from the church group. And, and those that visited her more when she was in the hospital were actually the friends from church. Wow. And she basically brought up a conversation one, one time when I was visiting her. And she said, am I still thinking about going into full-time ministry? And I told her, we know, and then I, I still think about it. And she said, um, you should go if, if it means uh, that you're going to have a chance to prepare people to care for others like the people that cared and visited her uh, while she was sick in the hospital. And, and I was shocked that she said that, and I asked her, well, what about Dad? And she said, you don't worry about Dad. I'll take care of him. <laughs> uh, but uh, God, God did answer prayers, but it was a tough time because uh, my dad did not speak to me after I made that decision known to him. Uh, even though he called, pulled out you know, some of the really close relatives to try to change my mind about that. But uh, there was a period of over a year where there wasn't a word change exchanged between the two of us. But my mom acted as the middle person mm-hmm. was exchanging messages between the two sides. Yeah. But God eventually changed my dad's heart. Uh, he came to know the Lord through wow. some other brothers in the church. And so uh, he's there typically every Sunday morning while, while I'm speaking. So that's, that's a different challenge to speak yeah. God's word while your dad's sitting out there. So. Wow, that is that is interesting. One of the one of the things that that comes out that kind of pops out in that testimony, it was it was not the the sermon that touched your mom. It was not the preacher and using eloquence of words and and biblical memorization, but it was the action. That's right. Of, yeah. of love that reached her in a time of need. That's correct. Yeah. And yeah. and that really moved her heart and and gave you the the open door to do that and 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 what a great son you know in 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 that you waited for her approval to be able to do that to have her covering to use yeah. you know some of our spiritual jargon that's right that's uh, right. you know that 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 speaks a lot that's that says a lot to how the influence that we have as a church mm-hmm. you know that even yeah. though not everyone can run for office we are we're just we just elected you know we had election day just some days ago (laughs) and and you know but still we have influence in people and how we respond and how we act and how we love we reject or accept and you know that's what god has called us to do would you would you speak a little bit to that i agree that uh yeah just the testimony of, of christians um at various ages, too, because those that ministered to her uh, actually were a lot of my peers that she didn't know as well, but yeah. came to know them as they steadily and regularly uh, visited her, prayed for her, uh, and, and she got to know uh, that group a whole lot better. And, and so they were, so to speak, the, the hands and feet uh, uh, for, for God and, and, and touched her in a, in a tremendous way and and so she saw the the impact, uh, their testimony, and the contrast between her social circles of friends. Yeah. And so, yeah, big difference. And, and it did pave the way for me to to go in preparing for full time ministry. Wow. And in my in my opening, I talked about uh, prayer and the prayer of faith in the book of James. And James talks about I'll, I'll tell you, I'll show you, I'll prove to you my faith by my works. You know. And so that is exactly. Uh, what what happened in in your life and in your family was mm-hmm. it was faith in action yes and and it's interesting how we sometimes we put ourselves 
at a at a disadvantage, and we we think I can't I can't do anything about this. I'm a victim, and I can't I can't I can't. And it's actually what we're saying. I, I don't want to. I don't mm-hmm. want to. If they if David would not have stepped up. Goliath would have would have had the victory that day, and who knows the outcome of all those of all those actions. But David stepped up, and and he and it was putting faith into action, literally in front of this giant. And so today, I'm I'm, I'm hoping I'm I'm feeling encouraged, Pastor John, that uh, we we are we should act on our faith. We should respond to what we believe, and and perhaps. Too many of us talk too much. Well, that's that, that's always a challenge for any church. Um, you know, the, the the common response when you you invite friends to church is, that, "Well, I know some of the people that go to your church, and uh, they don't live up to what uh, <laughs> we think Christians should be doing." Yeah. Uh, if you hear how they talk in the workplace, or you hear how they uh-huh. they behave at home, uh, it's not their cup of tea. Right. Right. But now. Now you you so now we'll we'll pick up the story. You went and you did your training. You did it locally. Uh, no, actually, uh, the first step that I took living outside of San Antonio was to move up to Dallas. I, I went to Dallas Seminary uh, uh, to get my training, mm-hmm. and uh, that that happened uh, in in eighty four. And right during that time, I was also uh, doing a long distance dating relationship. All right. And and so uh, th- this young lady decided to uh, uh, put up with with the guy going into ministry, and uh, it's interesting. In part of our communication with her, and I, this is terrible of me now that I think back, but in my love notes or letters <laughs> to her, because we didn't do you didn't we, do emails, we didn't have email, we didn't do texting. <laughs> uh, we had to wait after nine o'clock to talk long distance because the rates were cheaper at that time, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a bad uh, uh, dating partner because I, I think when I wrote her letters, I, I think I uh, summarized my class notes as a way just to review for me and <laughs> let her know what I was learning in school. And I look back, uh, I don't think that was necessarily very romantic. <laughs> but she put up with she, it. She put up with you. <laughs> well, thank God for that. Uh, oh, definitely. It, Amen. It, it, it worked and you passed. <laughs> and she's still with me. So yeah. <laughs> I thank the Lord for that. How many, how, when did you get married? Uh, we got married uh, two years later in 1986. So we've been married now uh, 32 years. Wow. That is, that is a victory. That's a testimony in and of itself. And so we thank God. We thank God for that. You guys are a testimony, a witness to so many young couples that are coming up, even in ministry. And ministry is an additional hurdle uh, many times for marriage. And so now you're back in San Antonio, and you've graduated. You're you're married, and you're ministering. And so today, tell me tell me a little bit. You know, you were telling me some of the history of of the of of the people of even your church of the China, the first Chinese Baptist church here in San Antonio. Can you give me an abridged version of that? It's very interesting. Sure. Uh, the, the the first Chinese that. Uh the research tells us it came back into uh, excuse me sent to Texas uh, started in 1917 and that was a result of the American uh, government sending General Blackjack Pershing into Mexico to search for a guy uh, causing trouble for America a guy named Pancho Villa and while the U.S. Army uh, was stationed in Mexico looking for that guy the people who cooked and cleaned for the soldiers happened to be uh, Chinese workers and 
even though Pershing was unsuccessful in, in finding Pancho Villa, uh, he came back to, to, to San Antonio. But before he came back, the Chinese workers, the Chinese men, basically begged him to bring them back with him because the, the Mexicans would know that they had chosen sides. And if the Chinese workers stayed there, they feared uh, a lot of physical persecution. Mm -hmm. And at that time, the, ex the Chinese Exclusion Act was law, so they had to get special permission uh, to bring back uh, the, this group of Chinese men uh, into the states. And so permission was finally granted, and they settled them here next to Fort Sam Houston. And basically, those men were, were given the task of clearing out land so they can build their own living quarters, uh, and, and that all started in 1917. And so there has been a community. And that's, that's the first community of Chinese in Texas, as far as, as, far as the historians know. And, and uh, oddly, uh, San Antonio now has the, probably the smallest uh, uh, population of Chinese people among the major cities in Texas. Because basically everybody that uh, had the opportunity to grow up here, got educated, uh, they look for other job opportunities, right? You know, either in Houston, uh, or in some of the bigger cities. In bigger cities, that's right. But there is a population that is here in San Antonio, and is thriving. <clears throat> yes, yes, and th and that group started uh, because several missionaries, uh, one from a Presbyterian group, one from the Methodist group, and one from the Baptist group, mm -hmm. saw the Chinese men walking down the sidewalks in downtown San Antonio, and decided to reach out to them. Uh, by teaching them English. And so they held, held English classes uh, using the Bible as a text. And eventually, uh, that group, as it grew, uh, it became for, uh, formalized into a Sunday school class. And, and as a Sunday school class, the worker that stayed with the Chinese group happened to be the Baptist missionary. Mm -hmm. And so that's eventually how, how we became a Baptist church. And, and, and so uh, we, we started meeting uh, downtown, uh, we, we, we met uh, over a bar slash restaurant, and, and we called that uh, room the Upper the Room. The Upper Room, all That's right. That's right. And then uh, when we grew outgrew that place, uh, we went temporarily to meet in the Spanish Governor's Palace or Mansion, also downtown, uh, until eventually the Home Mission Board uh, granted some money so that uh, our, our church could find a piece of property and, and we located a block from the First Baptist Church downtown, uh, just off of Broadway. And we were there for about 50 years before the Lord allowed us to relocate and move northwest to where we're currently at. Talk to me about where you're currently at. Your, your address is 5481 Prue Road. Right. Uh, Prue Road, that part of Prue Road is just all, uh, located off of uh, Hebner and Fredericksburg Road. Uh, so we're we're just close by the I-10 exit uh, to Hebner Road, and and so uh, we're we're less than a, a mile from that exit. How long have you been there? Uh, we've been there since 1994. Oh, you've been you're established there for some time now, and you have a campus. It's a it's a nice. It's, campus. Yeah, it's, an, it's almost a, a, a five-acre campus, and this year we're celebrating uh, 95 years of ministry. Wow. And so uh, our, our, our church congregation has, has changed in terms of demographics. We were originally a Toysan-speaking group, and it stayed that way for several decades until the uh, 70s, and, and we had different immigrants coming in from Hong Kong, and we, we had mm -hmm. a more of a Cantonese flavor, but the but the groups, the families that grew up there became more English-speaking because right. we, we became second, third, or fourth-generation Chinese. So um, 
that that group speaks English. So that, that takes me to my next question. Uh, what languages, in what languages do you have service? We have our services uh, in English, and we also have it in Mandarin. And we have those services going on almost about the same time. So Sunday morning, at what time is your first service? The first service starts at 10.45 a.m., and that is our Chinese-speaking service. They meet in, in another building uh, that, that uh, allows for their group to have a cozy, comfortable environment, and it's a, it's a growing group. Uh, of Chinese-speaking brothers and sisters that love to worship the Lord. I get to – the reason it starts a little bit earlier is I get to be there to say hello to them, to greet them, and, and open the time in prayer. And as soon as I'm done there, I, I run over to the English service that starts at 11 o'clock. So at 1045, it's a Chinese-speaking service. That's correct. And then at 11 a.m., there's an English-speaking service. That's right. And and it, so it's almost simultaneously. But uh, I, what I the way I see this is that there's no reason, there's no there's no language barrier now, uh, for anyone to go ahead and visit and 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 worship at the First Chinese Baptist Church. That that's correct. Uh, either in English or in Chinese, and in both services, uh, they'll hear the same passage uh, being studied. And, and so one of the things that I do with our ministry staff is that we meet and, and, and we work on the passage uh, two weeks in advance uh, for, uh, for the Sunday worship services so that whether you go to the Chinese service or the English service, uh, you, you know, both, both uh, uh, folks, all the folks there, they're hearing the same message so that we can come together. Our idea is to end right up close at noontime, mm -hmm. and then we can go meet together at the fellowship hall and then share a meal together and, and then come back and, and fellowship either with our families who may have been separated by, by language, right. uh, but we can come back and, and, and talk still about the same message or, or just hang out and, and, and talk to other friends as well. So it could be, it could be that uh, because of generations, grandma or maybe dad wants to worship in a traditional uh, language, and the grandson perhaps wants to worship in what he understands. <laughs> you talk about grand, granddads, grand, grandmothers, grandparents. It's funny because they've been in San Antonio. For those who have been in San Antonio for 50, 60 years, uh, they speak English now. I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I try to keep my Chinese uh, uh, polished. And I talk to my dad in, in, in Toy San. Uh, but my dad answers me in, in English. English. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, I'm trying to practice my Chinese, and, and, and you're answering me in English. And so it drives me crazy. But, but I, I, I tell our church family, uh, because we, we don't want to have two congregations uh, by different languages, right. but we want to have one church congregation. Uh, and, and that uh, even our grandparents, they, they, they set the pace for us because when they love to interact with the grandchildren, uh, even though there may be some language barriers, uh, they still make it work. And, and so I tell our, our church family, uh, regardless of what language you feel comfortable speaking in, uh, we're going to speak the language of God's love. Amen. Amen. So you are bilingual. Well, it, it depends. I can converse in, in, in Toysan very comfortably with, with some of the older folks or some of the, the, the folks basically that come from a, the southern part of China that's called Canton or Guangdong. And uh, I, I basically, when they ask me what kind of Chinese that is, I, I basically say it's it's hillbilly Chinese or hillbilly Cantonese. <laughs> it's you know, so it, you, you can tell the differences just yeah. by geographical distances of a few miles. Really, and, and people can identify. Oh, you're not from this village, or yes, you yeah. are from this village. 
So you know what, Pastor? Could I could I challenge you to to just say something brief? Oh boy! It, <laughs> we'd love to hear you say maybe even just God bless you or or just something brief in in your language. Yesu aini aini. Uh, which which means Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen. And so invite invite San Antonio to church on Sunday. Won't you won't you take a minute to do that? Yeah, everyone who who's welcome in, in hearing God's word, whether in Chinese or in English, you you all are welcome to our campus because our, our church uh, we exist to help Chinese immigrants, their families and friends transition to life in San Antonio and to let God transform their lives through a growing faith in Jesus Christ. And so if you're hearing this program today and maybe you are or you know someone who who you think would benefit from a, a worship service in, in 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 something that is closer to their culture I want to invite you. I want to I, I don't want you to send them over there. I want you to pick them up and take them uh to First Chinese Baptist Church. Uh, there's this thing called highways these days, uh, and you can get anywhere in the city, and you can definitely get to Prue Road, 5481 Prue Road, and uh, you can find them on the Internet at FCBCSA. So that stands for First Chinese Baptist Church, San Antonio, dot org, and you can get all the information on the church and what they're doing. They do outreach, they do prison ministry, and so uh, it would be important. I think it would bless your life. It would definitely bless that person that you're thinking of right now. And let's get them over there to meet Pastor John and to meet the beautiful people at the church at 1045 is the Chinese speaking service at 11. AM is the English speaking worship service. So get there and bring somebody with you, San Antonio. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Church of the Week program. My special guest today is Pastor John. John, thank you for coming out today. Hey, thank you very much. I am your host, Marcus Burgos, and God bless you, San Antonio. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.